0: Hey folks, Pastor Eric Tritton here from Gloria Day Lutheran Church in Hudson, Ohio. Thanks for being with me for a moment here in the middle of the week. And I should probably just start out with a very happy Thanksgiving to you and to your families. Um, it is uh, it is the day before Thanksgiving when I'm recording this, and I I hope that you have a, a great day. That it's a day of rest and a day of refreshment, um, and, and a day to gather with uh, with people that you love and. Uh, an opportunity to experience the, the good gifts that God gives to you. Uh, I want to talk with you a little bit about the church here. We are we're entering into a, a new season of the church here. Um, it, it's a season that's called Advent, and the way that uh, the way that we we structure our our worship services and our readings is that we follow something that's called a lectionary. It comes from the Latin that just means to read. So it, it's basically a reading plan and uh, you may have noticed that over the last year coming to church at least here at gloria day that all of our gospel lessons almost all of our gospel lessons came from the gospel of mark Uh, there's a smattering of uh, of john in there as well Uh, as we enter into this new year you're going to find that those readings are primarily going to come from the gospel of luke again with some smatterings of of john at different times of, of the year And and we follow what's called a three-year lectionary. So it repeats uh, Old Testament lesson, epistle lesson, gospel lesson um, every three years. There's also a one-year lectionary that's out there, too. That's the one I grew up with. And these things, they they have their different strengths and their weaknesses. Um, The the three-year series, uh, one of the obvious strengths is that as you go through the year, you read more of the, the Bible. You know, and it also gives more texts, you know, more opportunities to preach on different parts of the the Bible, and I think this is especially true of the epistles, those those letters, um, because there are different times of the year where you'll have uh, like a semi-continuous reading of uh, of a letter that Paul wrote, or James, or or the letter of Hebrews. We just uh, worked our way through some of that. So there are some good things that you can do with that in terms of what you do in the life of the church with the preaching. Um, But there are also some downsides to this uh, three-year lectionary. Uh, One of them is actually the readings that are selected for the first Sunday of Advent, this coming Sunday. So the gospel lesson, you have to choose between uh, one of two readings. The first is Jesus' triumphal entry, Palm Sunday which you know traditionally historically we've connected to holy week Uh, and then the other one is basically a repeat of last week's gospel reading from the gospel of mark except now we're going to read it in the gospel of luke Uh, and you can take a look at what i'm talking about i've put links in the blog page so you can just click on on those two readings Uh, you can click on all of the readings for sunday i find that's a good way to prepare for sunday is to read those readings in advance but uh if you were to compare the reading from last week which was from mark 13 to the reading from this week which is from luke 21 you're you're going to find that it's pretty much jesus talking about the exact same thing I, i don't know why they they back those up to each other and um you know, kind of give us a rough choice. I understand the uh, the triumphal entry thing because this season of Advent reminds us that Jesus comes to be our king and we're preparing for him to come to us. I just really kind of prefer to leave that with Palm Sunday. Um, and speaking of Palm Sunday, that's another thing that in the three-year lectionary is a little bit different. Uh, instead of having Palm Sunday, that Sunday before Easter is called the Sunday of the Passion, and you have this really long reading uh, of Jesus' trial, his crucifixion, and his death. And you know, I, I, I prefer the, uh, the Palm Sunday reading, and then let's walk through the, the other parts through the week. So uh, it's not a, a right or a wrong. It's just something I, I, don't, uh, I don't care for. And um, one of the weaknesses is that um, you read less of the Bible. But I think that there could be some debate about this, actually, because uh, let me just ask a question. Which is better, to read less of the Bible but to read it more deeply, or to read more of the Bible but read it less deeply? I, I think you could go kind of both ways on that. You, know, you could very much say, I wanna read as much of it as I can and, and see the broad scope of everything. But I also think that there's a benefit in the, the one-year lectionary and just, we're gonna dig down, we're gonna read these same readings every year, and we're gonna get to know them really, really well. And, you know, uh, so I, I think that there's a benefit to, to each of them, and, and they come with their pros and cons. But this season of, of Advent that we're entering into, um, one of the things that always comes up every year is, you know, hey, it's Christmas. And to the world, it is Christmas. But in the church, it's Advent. And Advent is kind of a, a pre-Christmas. It's, it's a season that is preparing us for, for Christmas. The word Advent itself means coming or, or arriving, you know, so the idea is that, that we're waiting for Jesus to come. And there's a really important idea in that it, because God's people wait. We, we wait for Jesus. So on the front end of that, we, we wait for Christmas. You know, it, just like the, God's people from of old waited for the Messiah, for the Savior to come. We wait to celebrate Jesus' birth. We wait to to celebrate those acts of salvation, the the incarnation, uh, the the, the birth, the coming of the Messiah, the the proclamation of the angels that salvation has come. This is an important part of our, our story of salvation. But it's not that we're just waiting for Jesus to come. He already has. We're remembering what he has done. We're remembering that God kept his promise to those people who waited for him to come. But now we ourselves are also waiting for Jesus to come again, for the second coming. We're waiting for the final judgment. We're waiting for the resurrection. We're also waiting for the coming of the the new creation, this new world that we will live in, where God will remake the heavens and the earth, and all things will be made new, and there will be no more sin or sorrow or death, uh, and 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 we wait, we wait for that to come. And, and you have kind of both of those streams as you go through the season of Advent, as you listen to the readings, and and as you you look at what God is saying to us uh, in, in these various readings. So. Keywords for for Advent are are things like wait, and watch, and prepare, and you're going to hear words like that as as I preach on uh, the topics for the season. Um, So waiting, watching, preparing for Christ. We're, we're, We're waiting, watching, and preparing for Christ to come to us. So how do we do that? Well, I think that there are a couple of, of habits that we might take on uh, to put ourselves in a position where God is working in our lives to prepare us for Christ to come to us. And uh, these are some habits that, that I intend to take on uh, across the Advent season. We're used to the idea of giving up something for Lent to prepare for the celebration of Easter, kind of a, a penitential season. Advent has a similar type of a theme to it. Uh, Instead of giving something up, though, I'm inclined to take something on. And so one of the things that I would like to do, because I'm not always good at saying my morning prayers, is I I want to take a moment every morning and every evening and do three things. Uh, The first is that I'm going to get up and I'm going to make the sign of the cross and say, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now, why would I do that? Uh, Those are the words that are spoken to us in our baptism. That's the word of God spoken to you that reminds you of your identity of who you are in Jesus, that God has placed his seal upon you, that he has adopted you into his family and that he has washed your sins away. And your sins being washed away is rather essential to preparing for Christ to come. The only way to enter into his presence is through the forgiveness and salvation that, that he gives us through faith in him. So when we make the sign of the cross, what we're literally doing is we're, we're reminding, God's, reminding ourselves of God's work in our lives and we're, we're, we're hearing God's word to us, that we are baptized, that our sins are forgiven, that we're washed in Jesus' name. The next thing I'm going to do after I make the sign of the cross is, say, the Apostles' Creed. Now, why would I do that? Well, when you look at the Apostles' Creed, it's a summary of what we believe about who God is and, and what he has done. It's, it's a retelling of God's creation, his salvation, and the work of the Holy Spirit to give us faith and to bind us together as Jesus' people, as the body of Christ in the church. The Apostles' Creed reminds us of God's identity. It reminds us of uh, his holiness and, and, and all that he has done for us. And in another sense, this is a summary of God's word. It's another opportunity to hear what God is saying to us. So I'm, I'm going to start with the uh, making the sign of the cross and the invocation. I'm going to say the Apostles' Creed. And then I'm going to pray the Lord's Prayer. W- why, would we, why would we do that? Well, we pray because of God's command. He wants us to pray, but also because of his promise. He promises to hear and to answer us. It's, it's a glorious invitation that God gives us when we pray, that we, we would come to him with the confidence of, of a child coming to a father that, that loves that child deeply. That's a neat thing. And so we come because of God's command and promise. We also come because of our need. God gives us the things that we need for our lives and it is good for us to ask him and to give thanks for them. And in this prayer, Jesus teaches us how to pray. And when I say he teaches us how to pray, he's literally teaching us what God wants us to ask for. He's directing us to think a little bit differently because, I mean, I don't know about you, but when I pray, I tend to pray about the things that I need. I tend to pray for people who are sick, for, for problems and things like that, which is fine. Those are good things to pray about. But notice how Jesus teaches us to, to pray about uh, God's name, the proclamation of who he is, how he teaches us to pray about God's kingdom, how, how God brings his salvation into people's lives, how he teaches us to pray about God's will and and other things in in that prayer. So he turns our mind outward. So this is this is one of the things that that I'm going to try to do through the advent season. Every morning, every evening, make the sign of the cross, say the apostles creed and say the lord's prayer. Will it get repetitive? Yeah. But they're things that are worth repeating. So, you know, maybe join me or maybe modify it to fit what you need. Um Another thing to do is uh, we we will have some midweek services during the Advent season. We're actually only going going to have two uh, midweek services. And then the third one, we're going to have a midweek concert. So on December 1st and December 8th, uh, we're going to have like a Vespers type of a service, an evening service. The message is going to revolve around some songs by Michael Card. So we're going to think about some beauty and be challenged by some, some artistry as we, uh, as we prepare for Jesus to come, as we think about what is God doing. We're going to use these, uh, these poems, these songs by, by Michael Card to help us to think about you know, how Jesus comes to us. And then on December 15, we're going to have a Christmas cantata. And we're going to have, in a sense, a foretaste of the feast to come, where we're going to have some Christmas songs. And, and the cantata is called The Song Heard Round the World. And uh, I hope you'll come and, and enjoy that beautiful music that our choir is going to perform for us. Another thing that you might do, uh, if you are not already attending a Bible study on Sunday morning, uh, we're offering a new one here for the season of advent it's going to be led by jill Solom and jen Lovesy. it's called christmas the good the bad and the ugly and it's looking at some different characters uh, across the uh, the christmas story to help to prepare us to uh, celebrate christ's birth and of course one of the best things that we can do to prepare for jesus to come to us is gather around his word and sacraments to be in church, to receive the Lord's Supper. So, um, some things to think about there. Uh, I also want to share a little bit of silliness with you. There is a song that I love. Uh, I just discovered it last year. It's a fun little ditty. It's called Gobble Gobble by Matthew West. There is a, a, a link in the uh, in, um, on the blog page that you could just click on and it'll pull up the video. Uh, but uh, that being said, uh, you know, maybe look it up it's it's a uh, like I said it's a fun song it's a silly song um, but I think it puts us in a good state of mind for celebrating Thanksgiving God's blessings thanks for being with me uh, if this is helpful to you you can uh, you can subscribe you can share uh, tell somebody about it um, and thank you and happy Thanksgiving